You don't have to know a lot of things in order to make a huge difference for the Lord in the world. But you do need to know a few things that are great and be willing to live for them and die for them. Will I let Jesus prove to me that he's truly my strength? To let him prove inside of me that through him I can do all things. The True Strength Life Podcast with Aaron Simpkins. Check out TrueStrengthApparel.com for clothing you'll love with a message you can trust. That's TrueStrengthApparel.com. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the True Strength Life podcast. Hope you guys are having a great holiday season. You know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily against using that term holiday season, but it just feels uncomfortable. It just does. But it also encompasses what it is, though, because there's many holidays within this season that we're in. But anyway, Christmas just passed. New Year's is, well, I'm recording New Year's Eve, so that's today, tonight, tomorrow. And I just hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are are healthy. I know that's a big, a big issue right now. I know a lot of people who are sick in some kind of way. Uh, including my family, including me a little tiny bit, my kids, my wife. Um, yeah, so it's been going around. Let's make 2024 the year of trying to be a little bit healthier. Doesn't mean that we all have to have the goal of, you know, getting a six pack and being a bodybuilder, but we can all have a goal of, even if, even if it's just one adjustment, getting better, getting healthier. Let's try to do that. Anyway, there's my little spiel. Let's get into the books. So this is my favorite books of 2023 that I completed. As you all know, if you've listened to this show at all, I do audiobooks almost exclusively. I do read, you know, physical books. I buy a lot of books. I I have a lot of books on my bookshelf, but uh, I don't, I don't usually have the time to sit down and and just sit and hold and read a book. And then the other issue is when I do actually try to do that, I fall asleep. It just, it just happens. So, with the conviction I have of of not wanting to waste my mind. And uh, the conviction I have of wanting to grow in the knowledge of the Lord and the knowledge of his his world in uh, the knowledge of people's stories uh, in the I want to grow in the understanding of the creativity that God has given people. So I have been getting a little bit into some fiction stuff, but not crazy. And I never will get crazy with it. 
in in terms of like that's going to be all I listen to. That'll never happen, believe me. But I have gotten into it some, and I, I, like I said, I have the approach towards it where I deeply appreciate the creativity that God has given people, because some people really, really let that out and show it within their writings, and it doesn't have to just be writing; it can be <clears throat> any type of cre any type of of creating, um, you know. So that's that's just about be literally anything. Uh, I appreciate the God-given ability behind that. So, that being said, let's get into, because I don't want this to be a super long episode, so let me start getting into things. This year, I completed 21. 21 books, which, which if you, if you listen to last year's episode on this subject... I last year had finished 60, and I told you back then, I felt like 60 was was pushing it uh, too much. Um, I'm glad that I did, but at the same time, I, I know that I did not retain a whole lot of that. Like I said, I, I will still argue this with anybody. I would much rather... I would much rather have information presented to me and me grab, you know, one little crumb from it than than not ever putting myself in front of that information, which means I automatically guaranteed myself 0% of any of it. So I'd rather have, you know, one 1% of a whole book than if I don't have if I don't do that book that I, I guarantee 0%. So, <clears throat> I, I know people will differ on that, and I know people might disagree because, you know, they still see it as a waste of time. I don't see it as a waste of time uh, because I know that, I know that whether or not on the spot I remember stuff from from these books with how our brains work and our minds work, I know that there will be things that in future conversations and future moments and future thoughts, future prayers, whatever, there's going to be stuff that comes out from, from me and from my thoughts that I didn't necessarily consciously know was there, but it's there because I had all the, you know, because I had these, these, these books in front of me and I was learning these things in front of me. So just because I don't remember, I don't remember a whole lot on the spot doesn't mean that there's not a lot more that's there. Uh, and again, I know there's going to be people that disagree with that. I think you might just disagree with it just because you haven't really thought too much, too deeply into it. But anyway, so again, 60 book books was probably a little, a little much. So I was hoping to get in probably around the 40 range this year. And I remember last year's episode, I talked a lot about my plan with, I had a whole list of apologetics books and I, I said, I really wanted to hammer home and, and cement my apologetic base, uh, and, and, and just knowledge as a whole, really, really get that down 
and then kind of move into another subject. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> I did do a couple apologetic books, but <clears throat> not like not like I thought I was going to. I I kind of uh, sort of what happened to me last year. I kind of got caught up in you know, oh, this book looks cool. I like this author. I want to check out this book. And you know, the, oh, this this story looks pretty cool. I'm gonna check that out. You know, oh, this this author I really like. This speaker I really like just came out with a new book. I gotta check that out. That kept happening, and then all of a sudden, I realized I was you know halfway through the year or more, and I'd only gone through like one or two of the apologetic books that were on my list, and I think I had a, around twenty. So I knew right I knew right then like I'm not gonna finish that uh, that list. So I just kind of. I kind of pushed it to the side a little. I still have all those books either in the in in my uh, wish list or or even already downloaded in my library. I just haven't listened to them yet. So, what did I listen to this year? I have broken it down into uh, two lists for you. I have my top four fiction and top four nonfiction. So here we go with, uh, I'll do top four fiction first. Number four, it's a book called, and I, and I actually, I picked four. Normally you would do five. I did four because I only did four fiction books. So I just stuck with four for, you know, both lists. Four is a book called Chameleon by Remy Adelike. Remy Adelike is a former Navy SEAL and has gone into, uh, and he's a, and he's a believer and he's gone into the media field, the, I don't want to necessarily say Hollywood, but he is a little bit, um, but also an author. So a couple of years ago, he I believe it was his first book. He actually wrote his autobiography. Basically he wrote his testimony and the reason why I checked out this book, again, this is one of those books that I was like, oh, I like this guy. I'm going to check it out. The reason I even checked, I even gave this book a chance, because just by based off story, based off cover, like I wouldn't have, it's not one I would have picked, but I did it because of him, because his his testimonial book that he did a couple years ago is still to this day one of the best books that I've I've completed and most memorable books I've completed because his, his story is, is so incredibly, uh, it's just amazing. So, so he wanted to dive into the, the, uh, the world of fiction writing. And this was his first book in that. So chameleon chameleon is a, uh, they call it a black box thriller. And, uh, it's it you know it's a military book obviously if you didn't already catch that um i it they call it a black ops th thriller like i said i i really like the jack car books the terminal list series chameleon was different obviously it's not going to be the same story but it was it was it was just different i didn't i it's good enough that i'll i'll check out the next one but for me, not 
it it's not on par with with Jack Carr, uh, the terminal list. It's 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 not really it's not on that level. Um, that's why it's number four. Now, what I will say, uh, I had trouble making these lists, my top four, because really the top three on each list, any one of them could have been number one. Uh, so we'll just keep moving with number three, only the dead by Jack Carr, only the dead by Jack Carr, number three on my fiction list. I already mentioned Jack Carr. I already mentioned, you know, his Terminalist series. This was the fifth book, I believe. He's got another one coming out in a couple months. And just really good. <clears throat> just a, just <laughs> he's just really good at, at what he does. And so if you if you started the series, you're gonna keep going with the series. So this was just the next book and I wanted to complete the next book and it was it was really good. Number two on my list of fiction books was Nefarious Plot by Steve D.C. Nefarious Plot. Now, this this year was also turned into a movie. And the movie went viral a little bit when it first came out. I can't remember which month, what month it was, but it, it went viral a little bit because it was uh, being put out as a the first time that a Christian horror movie actually was done well. And it was, I don't know if I would necessarily call it a horror movie, but it was a, it was definitely a thriller type, you know, psychological type thriller. And the movie was called nefarious and the the book is nefarious plot. It's heavily inspired by, C.S. Lewis's uh, screw tape letters. So, if you know anything about screw tape letters, that was it, it. Basically, was was demons talking amongst themselves, and uh, a higher up demon and a lower level demon. Well, nefarious plot, sort of. Yeah, I guess I would say it's it it is it is like that in a way. Um but in screw tape letters, it's more about the human condition as a whole just just worldwide to humans anywhere. Nefarious plot, he it's similar uh but it's specifically it, it's more specific to America and the and and spiritually it's a fictional story this guy has created a story but it, but it also incorporates real things going on uh in America in the western world and it's just a it's if nothing else if it's not your cup of tea if it's not your style whatever uh it's just interesting it, it you'll find that at least at least interesting whether you think it's the greatest or or not that good but it's at least an interesting I don't know what the word is, but it's it's an interesting way to go about things. So, uh, Nefarious Plot by Steve Dees. Check that out. Number one, I don't really need to talk a whole lot about, give that much time, because it's pretty self-explanatory. It's been out long enough. I just happened to get into it way late to the game, and that is number one on my fiction list, 
Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. My first time finishing a Lord of the Rings book. I very much enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it more than I, I initially thought I was going to. And I I had my uh I had my <laughs> my wife agreed to sit with me the last over the the past week. Over a period of a couple nights we sat and watched the movie Fellowship of the Ring, which I was very happy about. And I don't know what it is. I don't know I don't know what it is with people around my age group in 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 Christian circles. It seems to be a very popular thing that Lord of the Rings is is a go-to classic uh and uh, you know so many people seem to love it. Some people are like die-hard experts in it. I know there's even like there's even college courses you can take on on Lord of the Rings and on Tolkien, even C.S. Lewis and stuff. So there's a whole thing to this, but Fellowship of the Ring, loved it, loved the book, loved the movie. Obviously, the movie can't can't include every single detail that the book does, so I highly recommend doing both. But it was it was a very rare rare situation where the movie. Uh, it, it, the movie doesn't disappoint in the sense of changing the story or not including major major things that you know that it should if you have gone through the book and uh it, it the combination is just very well done so lord of the rings fellowship of the ring my number one fiction book let me go over that list again real quick and i'll, I'll have my list and all and and my notes and stuff i'll have I'll have my my lists and I'll have my my whole all of my books that I finished. I'll put that in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. So, fiction number one: Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Number two: Nefarious Plot by Steve Deese. Number three: Only the Dead by Jack Carr, and number four: Chameleon by Remy Adelike. Again, check out the show notes for for these lists and for the names and all. So, nonfiction. We'll finish up here, and I don't know if you already have my my uh, office is currently being built by me, and so I don't really have a desk or anything to record at. So if you hear my kids, if you hear my kids in the background, that's because uh, they are in the background. So let's just roll with it, though. Nonfiction top four list. Number four, Praying the Bible by Donald S. Whitney. I believe this book is only a couple years old, but Praying the Bible. It's a small book. I had zero expectations going into this book. I thought it was just going to be something that I would check out. I knew it was small, so I could just check it out, get it done real quick, maybe learn a thing or two and kind of move on. I didn't expect it to be something that that taught me something so simple but so effective and that I'll, I'll forever be able to apply to, to, to my walk with the Lord, which is praying the Bible. And it's so practical and it's so simple and so easy, but it's something, and because it's all of those things, it's also something that so many of us believers, we just, we just gloss right over. 
this idea of praying scripture. And so I highly suggest this book, especially to grow in your walk, uh, to get to know the word, to get to know God, to get, uh, if, if you're someone who, uh, is similar to how I am when it comes to my walk, the thing that I, I tend to struggle with the most is prayer, prayer consistency, uh, and prayer just, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but prayer depth, uh, so what this is is teaching you how you can you can literally just open up the Bible, read a verse, um, you know, go over a verse that was talked about in the in the you know sermon you heard at church, or or if you have a devotional book, you know, just read, look at your couple verses and like literally just look at it and pray over it. If you see a word and, and, and what it is, what it, what he's, what he tries to show you in this book is that your prayers are going to be totally different. Uh, this isn't like a cookie cutter method of the same type of prayer every time. So what I mean is you're not looking to a hundred percent, uh, exegete this passage and make sure that you say all the proper uh original intentions and meanings of this verse and all that like it's not like that it can be and you can do that if you know that already and you that's how that's how you the place that you go to uh in your heart and your mind when you pray and you see this verse if you go there that's fine you can do that but it's also like if you're reading if you're reading uh David and Goliath, and you just come across the word fight. Fight, and, and if, if you already have in your mind when you're reading Scripture, if you already have in your mind, I'm going to read Scripture with the intention to, I'm praying right now. If you're just reading a random story like David and Goliath or Joshua, and you see a word fight, well, fight might might set off something in your mind that, that you know, now all of a sudden you're going down the path of praying for somebody that's fight that you know that's fighting for their life, uh, fighting cancer, um, or is is fighting sin, or or might even bring up your own battle with sin. Like it doesn't. It that's how this kind of works. <clears throat> so this small book kind of brought all that to my attention, and I'm very grateful for that. Praying the Bible by Donald S. Whitney, number four, number three. Chesterton's Gateway by Ethan Nicole. Uh, I was pretty excited about this book because I like Ethan Nicole. I know of him originally from the the uh, Babylon Bee podcast, which he is no longer on. He hasn't been on for, for over a year. But he used to be. That's how I first knew of him. And he was on that for a while, and he was the co-host, and he's a very funny guy. He's he's pretty sarcastic, but he's very funny. He's very artistic, very creative, and uh, and he loves he loves G.K. Chesterton. G.K. Chesterton for a while now has been one of those guys that I just really want to learn more about. I just want to get more into his writings because he seems very very interesting, uh, kind of along along the lines of a C.S. Lewis, and through 
some of the things that I've learned, I've learned that C.S. Lewis was actually influenced a lot by Chesterton. He himself, C.S. Lewis liked reading Chesterton, uh, liked, you know, he was, he was inspired by a lot of Chesterton writing and things like that. So just really cool. Chesterton, I'm, oh, I'm always intrigued by the way that people think and Chesterton Chesterton was a out of the box thinker way before out of the box thinking was a popular thing. And you know, you think about late 1800s, early 1900s, which is when he lived. This the type of stuff that he would say that came to his mind was like you just didn't you didn't say that back then. You didn't think that back then, but he was. And then he would also, he was so smart where he, he would also like incorporate Christianity and, uh, and he would defend Christianity. He was, he was one of the things he was known as was an apologist because he would have debates and, uh, write papers back and forth and all that with, with different people, different, uh, intellectuals at the time. And GK Chesterton was known as, as a beast. Like he, he, Nobody wants to go against him because he was he was just a he was just a beast and he was very different. So you knew that when you were going against him or or you were writing back and forth with him, it, it it you never knew what was coming from him. So anyway, G.K. Chesterton, Chesterton's Gateway, and and Ethan Nicole in the beginning of this book, he explains how there's so many people who are into Chesterton nowadays. But they don't know how to start with Chesterton. They don't know how to where to start and then like where to go from there. And then they also they they like his stuff. They like his writing. But there's also a lot of it because, again, it's the little bit older language, different stuff going on in the culture than what we know now. He uses a lot of words and meanings that are changed now or just don't apply now. So some modern people, we tend to get lost in, in the full uh, messaging of, what, of, of his writing nowadays. So what Ethan Nicole does is, and he says, like, he says, I, he, said one of the, he said one of the main reasons I wrote this book was, was because he had never come across a Chesterton book that included footnotes for the modern reader and organized Chesterton's writings in a way that it would be in a way that is presenting his writing like here you're you're a newbie you're a beginner start here try this one out try this one out here's why I like this one and while while he's reading the book uh, Ethan Nicole includes footnotes for all the things that might seem weird or off or different and so you get a better understanding, uh, again, while you're reading, you get a, under, a better understanding of what he's actually talking about, too. And so that's really cool. So it's, 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 a, it's called The Gateway because it's, if you're going to start with Chesterton, this is, this is what you should pick up with to start. This is how you should start with Chesterton because it's a, it's a simplified beginner's guide to understanding Chesterton. Or at least giving 
setting you up for understanding him. And so, uh, so that's number three on my list. Chesterton's Gateway by Ethan Nicole. Number two, Endurance by Alfred Lansing. And like I said, I got into some stories and all this year. Endurance is not fiction. It is real, but it is a story of, uh, I'm trying to pull up the, the details right here, but it's the story of, um, oh, I just blank on his name, but it's loading Shackleton. That's right. It's Shackleton's incredible voyage. So Shackleton was the captain of the ship that went to, uh, went to Antarctica in 1915 and endurance is the name of the boat that they had, but they, they got caught, they got caught up in the ice and 27 guys were on the boat and they all survived. They all survived for over a year, uh, over a year in, in, in Antarctica and it's 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 just a crazy story it it just is uh the way that this book was formulated was by they have a, a ton of diaries from guys that were there so it was formulated by reading all of these diaries that were available of, of anybody that wrote one uh that was there and that's how they put the whole story together so it's all it's 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 already compiled for you uh, in chronological order, basically, um, from based off of these guys' diaries, and it's it's just it's just an insane journey. It it's I so many times I was like I can't even necessarily believe this is like humans could do this, uh, which just shows you again the amazing. The amazing endurance that we're capable of, uh, the amazing adapt adaptation that we can that we can have to our circumstances around us, but also the the amazing courage that we're capable of, and the will to live. But these are all th- like again the way that I view these things. These are all things from God. Like these these are godly traits that. Um, it's just amazing. And, and I I don't know what else to say other than like, this is a book that you should check out. Endurance by Alfred Lansing. That's number, number two on my list. Number one, number one was something, was a book that I did not expect going into it to even make a top list. Number one is Suffering is Never for Nothing by Elizabeth Elliot. Suffering is Never for Nothing by Elizabeth Elliot. Elizabeth Elliot, I've heard the name before, thrown around in certain Christian circles, known that she was an author, she was a missionary. I kind of just knew those things, but I, I didn't, never really got into any of her work I, and, and never specifically got into anything about her. Uh, so this was my first one 
I'll just say, again, going off of what I just talked about with, with Shackleton and all his guys, Elizabeth Elliot, her testimony, her story, her journey with the Lord is incredible. And... And I'm, I'm I'm almost like at a loss for words on how to explain this. She experienced a lot of suffering. And the way that she is able to process that, the way that she is able to experience what she experienced, but always point you to Christ. Always, no matter what she's dealing with at the time, or no matter what is happening around her, no matter what just happened to her or around her, or to loved ones of hers, she's still able to stand there strong for Christ and point you to him and tell you, Tell you that your suffering is not in vain. Your suffering is never for nothing. Which is the title. And so in this book she explains, you know, uh, she gives a brief explanation of, of, of a lot of the suffering she's dealt with in life. Which is a lot of, a lot of loved ones dying around her and, and very tragically. Uh, and just, just a lot. But then for her to come out and say, like, what are you going to do? Are, are you going to you going to experience all this suffering and then just throw a, a woe is me pity party the rest of my rest of your life and never, never use any of your time for the kingdom? Never going to never going to point anybody back to Christ because of what you've went through and what you've suffered. Or are you going to show that there's hope through this suffering? Um, by the way that you live and by just the, the faith that you have and by the message you believe, are you going to show that there's hope? Because guess what? You're not the only one suffering. You know, you might experience insane suffering, but you're not the only one. You're not even the only one, uh, within your circles that experiences some sort of suffering. There's always people dealing with with something. And guess what they all need, no matter what it is? They need Christ through it. They need the hope that Christ brings, the peace that Christ brings, the comfort that Christ brings. She goes, it's just amazing. She goes way into that so much better than anything I just said. Um, Suffering is Never for Nothing by Elizabeth Elliot is my number one nonfiction book. So let me kind of close this up. Let me close this up by saying uh, a couple of honorable mentions of my books. Amazing Love by Corey Ten Boom. Sort of along the lines of the book I just talked about, my number one fic- nonfiction, uh, the Elizabeth Elliot book, uh, would be Amazing Love by Corey Ten Boom. Another incredible woman with an incredible story and, and wrote some amazing books. Uh, another honorable mention would be Knowing the Spirit by Kosti Hinn. Knowing the Spirit by Kosti Hinn. I'll leave you with this. Uh, I am a 
a Audible subscriber. This is not an endorsement by Audible, for Audible or, or anything, but I just am using this as an example because I know if anybody listening does audiobooks, they most likely use Audible or have experience with Audible. Audible a couple of years ago, they they added the plus catalog so any book that's on the plus catalog you can get for free at any point and get as much as as many of them as you want at any point so you don't have to use a credit uh like you like when you pay monthly you get a credit you don't have to use a credit for any of these books you don't have to pay for any of these books these are just a part of the plus catalog because you're already an audible member which totally changed the game for me and so that being said, and, and the thing is, I know, I know there's other apps out there, Hoopla, Libby, whatever, for library books that you can get audio books from. But uh, unless you have a good library around you, um, your selection's going to be horrible. So, uh, so Audible, to me, is just the way to go. It's, it, ha- it by far has the biggest selection of books. Um, so anyway, with that being said, one really cool thing, I said all that to get to this point. One really cool thing that I found just in my random searchings on the Plus catalog, there's this author named Paul, I might say it wrong, Strathern. S T R A T H E R N. Paul Strathern. And he's written, I have 10. I don't think I downloaded all of them, so I think there's more than 10. But he has like more than 10 of these short read uh, 90 minute books that are about major char- major uh, people, characters in history. And most of them are, are religious figures or philosophers, which is why I, it, it, it intrigued me. Um, so I'm just saying like this is a cool little series. Uh, if, if you're anything like me, it, you might be interested in this little series by Paul Strathern. Like I got, you know, Confucius in 90 minutes, uh, Hegel in 90 minutes, uh, Socrates in 90 minutes, Plato, Thomas Aquinas, like all these people. It's, it's stuff like that. I just thought that'd be really cool. So maybe you would find that to be cool. Um, but yeah, so there's my top four list for fiction and nonfiction books. Some other information uh, thrown in there for for this year's book list. I I don't really have a plan. Like I last year, I went into the new year with with a plan for the books. I don't necessarily have that yet. I might do another episode if I come up with a plan and talk about that. But um, with how this year's plan drastically changed and was nothing like I how I started the year. Not really sure how I'm going to go about this, but all that to be said, thank you guys for listening. I love talking about books and, 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 uh, that's why I did this episode. It's, you know, if anybody is, is into, you know, into this stuff like I am, maybe you find this interesting. Um, I did a lot less books than I did last year, uh, mainly because I listened to a whole lot more podcasts this year. And I realized I should probably make a, an episode talking about my favorite podcasts. But I can't find anywhere on Apple or Spotify, uh, really just Apple, can't really find anywhere on Apple that shows me my top 
uh, my top listened to podcasts because uh, that would be very helpful. Um, but if anybody knows of something like that that exists, then uh, comment or message me. Let me know that. But uh, yeah, so here's my 2023 finished books. Top fiction list, top nonfiction list, some honorable mentions, some other interesting things, hopefully. And let's let's be readers or listeners in my case, but let's be people that consciously care about growing our minds and learning new things and growing our, our walks in, with Christ uh, and and intentionally putting an, an effort in towards those things. So let's do that together. So thank you guys. Hope you guys have a great new year. Hope you had a great Christmas. We'll be back another time soon with another one. Let's keep going. If you're hearing this right now, that means that you made it through the whole episode, and we greatly appreciate that and thank you guys. There are links in the show notes for you that I believe may be helpful for you in relation to this episode. The best ways to help this show, if you're interested, would be to share it among your circles. Check out our merch site, truestrengthapparel.com, and please take seven seconds to rate, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The True Strength Life Podcast and Apparel exist to speak and show truth to the culture, so support us if you believe that's needed. Until next time, be bold and stand strong in truth.